Welcome into another edition of the Wolverine.com podcast here on the Wolverine.com, where I'd be remiss if I left this out right off the bat. Our $1 subscription offer for a year is still valid. A lot of content getting cranked out. Nobody else, I can safely say this, in the Michigan market is putting out the type of stuff that we are, the frequency of the stuff that uh, is being put out at the rate we are. So uh, take advantage of that. That's going to be in the description below, whether you're watching us live on YouTube or whether you are watching or listening uh, on the podcast after the fact. Of course, I am Anthony Broom, joined again here on Friday afternoon by former Michigan Wolverine defensive lineman Ryan Van Bergen. A big game this week. They're all big this time of year. November football is important. Michigan plays Saturday at 3.30 against Maryland. Ryan, welcome in. What's going on? Thanks. I'm happy to be on and not much going on. Uh, Looking forward to this weekend. I know it's probably not the most exciting game that's on our docket, especially with what's coming, but uh, this one's just as necessary as the next one in order for us to achieve the goals that we have. So we got to take care of business. Yeah, they're all important. Uh, we are eight days away from the end of regular season football. This season has absolutely flown by. Uh, they all matter. They're all important, especially when you have your goals in front of you still. So the thing about it is I know a game against Maryland is not going to do a lot to get the fan base fired up. Everyone is looking ahead, and it's natural to look ahead with what's on the line. And um, even as you know, as early as Saturday, knowing by the time your game kicks off against Maryland, there will be a game down the road in Columbus that will determine what is what exactly is on the line next week. So before we even get to the Maryland game, you're going to know. But, you know, one of the things that puts, you know, Michigan comes into this week as either a 14.5 point favorite, 15.5 point favorite, just depends on the sports book you like, uh, quite frankly, or if you put stock into that at all. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's a game to play. I But it always comes with the, um, I think, in the back of the mind that it might be a trap game. There might be something that can happen to throw off momentum, or you don't look as sharp as, as you hope. Ryan, from the perspective of a former player, um, you know, you've you played a lot of football games at Michigan. In these types of moments where maybe your goals are ahead of you, but there's something else that, you know, someone else that's in the way, and maybe the focus isn't what it needs to be. During the week, what leads to those type of things that become trap games? I think most of it is like taking your foot off the gas pedal in your preparation. Uh, you know, when you're pre- preparing for any game, you need to go into your film room and understand what do they like to do on first and 10? What personnel do they prefer run? What personnel do they prefer pass? Uh, you know, what kind of protections do you get on first down, second down, third down, those type of things. But when you have a team that you're supposed to kind of walk over, it can be easy for you to go, eh, maybe not this week. This week, I don't, you know, maybe I don't watch the 11 personnel run game. Maybe I don't watch the 21 personnel pass blocking. Maybe, uh, maybe I take that off. And I think it comes down to your senior leadership and the guys, not even seniors, but just guys that are big contributors at their positions, making sure that, you know, NCA allows you to do so much of, you know, time and hours that they log, but that's only what's required by your coaches, by your teammates, you can be required to do as much as is necessary. So uh, one of the things that we like to do when we got into our veteran years at Michigan was have film time with just players. We don't need the coaches in here. We can talk about what we're seeing versus protection and tendencies, things we like, things we don't like, how they hold up against games and stuff like that. So I've got to believe with the core of guys that we've seen out of this team this year that they're not going to take this game lightly, uh, you know, especially at the end of the year. I think 
more trap games occur, you know, uh, I would have said the Northwestern game before the Michigan State game is more of a trap game than this game before the Ohio State game because middle of the season it gets a little bit easier, but you only got two weeks left uh, to put everything into what you're doing to prepare for your game. And uh, I would like to think that this group wouldn't have that oversight of let's take it easy, let's, you know, recoup, you know, and we'll get back at it next week for the Ohio State game. I can't imagine that'd be the case. I feel like these guys are going to come out prepared. I think the message would be start fast, get out ahead of these guys, and let's get recovered and get our starters off the field so they're fresh for next Saturday. Yeah, and I think given what we've seen from this group throughout the year, this is a very present and in-the-moment group. It is player-led that started back in January with winter conditioning, went through spring football, went through fall camp, and has obviously gone through the first, uh, whatever it is, 10 games of the season here. So everything's still on the line. It's The group seems focused. The, the preparation during the week has been, you know, there really hasn't been a, a week where Michigan has come out of the gate and looked hasn't looked good in a football game. So um, you can make the argument about how certain games went, you know, second half against Rutgers, late in the game against Michigan State, but fact of the matter is this is a team that has been pretty focused throughout the year so you know I, I think the easy button to press for a game like this is oh it's a trap game got OSU next week but I think when you look at the makeup of this coaching staff makeup of the team the things that they've fought through throughout the year um, and not saying that it's not a concern at all like you have to go out and play a football game still that's why they play the games but you know I don't uh, they, they've put so much work in into staying together and keeping each other focused and on the right track that I, I don't see uh, I, I don't see the trap game happening this week. But let's talk about Maryland for a little bit. Uh, Maryland, I believe, sits at 5-4 and four on the season. <coughs> Start of the year 4-0. They're 1-4 in their last five games. Just haven't haven't played well when the, light, when the lights have been the brightest. Um, you know, Talia Tagovailoa is, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, a talented quarterback. Uh, He's got a live arm. He moves around well, but he also turns over the football. Um, you know, outside of that, I mean, what Ryan? When you look at this matchup this week, I don't know how much of Maryland you've watched, but what puts you on high alert when you go up against a team like this? I would say Tagovailoa is probably the town most talented guy on their team. Um, one thing that works in our favor is the fact that he's had two receivers, I think, to this point that have had season enders, which is unfortunate, but those are weapons that he doesn't get to use anymore. Uh, the other thing that stands out to me is I think he might be the only guy that's been sacked more than Sean Clifford. And when you have Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo come into town, he's probably getting concerned. I would be uh, concerned about being put on my back. So uh, he's probably their best player and someone that you've got to watch out for. But, you know, I would try, I would think Maryland's going to line up and take some shots. You know, not too many teams have tried to test us vertically. Um, they don't have the best odds to try and play a short game with us, a conservative game with us. So I'm interested to see how our secondary uh, responds to some deep balls because I got a feeling those are coming. Uh, Three-step deep balls, you know, throw the fade into coverage. Who cares? You know, if we're Maryland, we win some of these jump balls, we get into the game, we're around in the fourth quarter. That's all they need. That's all they need is to be around in the fourth quarter. So um, I want to see us make sure that we're dominant on defense. Don't let them get going. Uh, get Ojabo and Hutchinson. Uh, get them into the quarterback's lap early and often and uh, get our offense the ball. You know, if they, uh, they don't have the ball, they can't possess the ball, can't maintain possessions. We should be out in front pretty handily by, you know, halftime third quarter. So that would be my message to the team. And that would be my uh, concern is don't let Tagovailoa find hot or feel hot 
because he's going to take some risks anyway. Like you said, he turns the ball over uh, probably more than most quarterbacks in the Big Ten, but it's because he takes his shots. So uh, if they take shots, we better defend, make some turnovers. We haven't had you know a ton of interceptions in our secondary. This could be the game to tighten up the secondary. And not a bad game before the Ohio State week because Ohio State, you know, is coming at you with eight different kinds of smoke with every receiver. And uh, they obviously got their running backs too, but their receiving core is probably the best in the country, if not for sure, the big 10. So uh, we've got to see how our secondary and pass defense hold up. I don't think they pose much of a threat to run the ball against us. Yeah. And, and even if Michigan, just say Michigan does win this game by a couple of scores, something we've seen in the past. Uh, I, you know, I think of that Indiana game a few years ago where, that was the first time we started seeing crossing routes start to be kind of eat up Michigan's defense. And, you know, when Ohio state puts on the film this week, they're going to look, the first thing they're going to look at is what Michigan puts on tape this week. So, you know, even if like, you just have to be as, as sound as you can in every area, because anything that Maryland finds to attack you with, and you have some trouble stopping, that's going to be the first, that's going to be item numero uno on the Ohio state uh, game plan for next week. So it's important uh, to stay sharp. Um, you know, important to win those, win those matchups, not, not give anything uh, Ohio state, anything more on film than they already have to size you up and see what you can do there. So, uh, you know, I look at the, you know, I look at a lot of these games that Michigan has played with Maryland. I mean, they've, they haven't lost them. They didn't play last year, but um, you know, Maryland has never been a team that has played Michigan particularly tough. Um, you know, I guess, is, is there any, like, outside of Tugavailoa, do you see any matchups on the field um, short of, you know, a sinkhole opens up on the sideline and, and you lose all of your pass rushers where Michigan should be concerned about much of anything? Not really. And I know that's dangerous to say, but um, this is a sound Michigan team. It's a balanced Michigan team. I feel like positions that you didn't see at the beginning of the year, the, the you know, Josh Ross obviously has been playing well at linebacker, but the emergence of junior Colson, um, we talked more and I've seen more headlines about Rod Moore. Rod Moore is my guy right now. I'm riding that pony in the secondary as a freshman that got his first start and did really well at Penn state. So he needs to have another good game. Cause talking about next week, I guarantee you Ryan day is going to circle a freshman on the depth chart and go, we're going to find a way to get a lot on him one-on-one some way, somehow we're going to figure it out. So he's got to be sound. Um, but I don't see any, I don't see any way Maryland beats us. I think there is a chance we lose this game and that's that we beat ourselves. You know, we come out, we turn the ball over, we come out where we miss an assignment. We got a guy running wide open down the sidelines. That's not been something that you've seen out of this team. So I wouldn't be, it's not something I'm expecting, but we could, give them opportunities to hang around in this game. And that's something that we should not do. Uh, you know, I think Hassan Haskins should be able to find plenty of room. Uh, our offensive line should be able to dominate the line of scrimmage. And, you know, Gaddis should be able to call a run play anytime he wants to and be able to get four plus yards. Um, if they load the box up, I'd like to see Cade uh, throw the ball the way he's been throwing it and see our receivers getting open. I feel like there's been some development there. Uh, but, Overall, I don't really see Maryland coming out and finding a way to beat Michigan. Michigan could shoot itself in the foot, could would probably have to take a bullet in both feet for Maryland to keep up. But uh, I don't see us uh, losing to Maryland because of something they did. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, I mean, Michigan's a multiple, multi-score favorite. Uh, this is the game before the game on the schedule. Um, you know, you want to give the opponent a little more credit than just calling it a tune-up game, but fact of the matter is, is any moment, you know, the momentum that Michigan has built throughout the year, um, 
you know, in one Saturday of football, that can all kind of be zapped away and you're kind of fighting up against it uh, heading into next week. So let's talk about some things that you need to see to know that Michigan is ready for that game next week. And it goes beyond, like, it would be easy to say, oh, well, they need to put up 60 points and, and not give up any, and then you'll know that Michigan's ready. But um, what are some things execution-wise on the field, game plan-wise, that you'd like to see? Um, you know, Michigan's not going to give out any nuclear launch codes in terms of what his Ohio State game plan will be in the Maryland game, but what are just some things that you need to see to know that Michigan's ready for a battle and focused and, and playing its best football heading into next week's game? One thing I think we need to see is no negative yardage run plays. I think for the first time in the Penn state game, we saw Hassan Haskins actually get stopped in the backfield. Uh, when we talked about it, I talked about that. I thought that it was partially due to setting it up, setting him up for failure, uh, not recognizing that we have an overload to our strength and checking plays and getting him into a different, getting them into a different play that was more suited. But regardless with Maryland, you, you want to be able to handle the line of scrimmage. And that means being able to run the ball, get our back at least two or through the line of scrimmage with no contact. Um, keeping when we do have to pass the ball or when we choose to pass the ball, keeping a nice clean pocket for McNamara. Uh, I think that, Penn State was probably one of the best rushes that we're going to see in pressurers, pressure defenses that you're going to see this year. In Ohio State, I wouldn't be surprised to see them copy a couple of the things that Penn State likes to do or was successful with. I wouldn't see, be surprised to see them do some things that uh, Indiana was successful with when they had the corner and nickel blitzes that were finding home. So just some shirt up protection for McNamara when we're throwing. And then hats on hats, moving guys out of the way in the run game. We should be able to possess this ball. That's one thing that I think will help us Saturday. Uh, I'm sorry, next Saturday versus Ohio State is being able to possess the ball, keep the ball out of their offense's hands so they can't score 60. Uh, but if we can't maintain possessions and have long extended drives against a team like Maryland, it starts to make me feel very cringy about what might happen in the Ohio State game because uh, I don't think that we're a team that's built off the big play. So we should have, you know, Big possessions, 10, 12, 14 play possessions, lots of, you know, probably 65, 35 run pass. And we should find success in basically everything that we do. You know, uh, any any play that we call that doesn't go for positive yardage is a little bit of a concern, not because Maryland's a cupcake, but because I feel like our team should just have better matchups across the board. Our 11 are better than their 11. So there shouldn't be any reason that uh, we're not, we're stalling on offense. We're not moving the ball on offense and being able to move it consistently. Well, Ryan, uh, I know there's always concerns about the team looking ahead and it being a trap game, but you haven't wore pads uh, for Michigan in a long time. I haven't wore football pads since high school. So anything we say here isn't going to affect what happens on the field Saturday. So let's talk really quickly about uh, Michigan State and Ohio State. It's a number seven versus number four matchup was pretty surprised by the number that came out in this. Ohio State's a 19-point favorite. You know, I, I know that there's a gap with them and everyone else, but um, that's a good Michigan State team, as we saw a couple weeks ago uh, when Michigan went there. 19 points seems like a lot. I guess just give me your thoughts on this matchup. And um, you know, I, I, pers- I, you know, I expect Ohio State to win. That would set up, obviously, Michigan and Ohio State to play for the Big Ten East title in Ann Arbor next week. But um, you know, thoughts on the matchup and – really just specifically, is this going to be a competitive football game? 
I'd like it to be competitive because I think that bodes well for our confidence going into this game that we can compete with Ohio State. Uh, the one thing that I don't think is a good matchup for Michigan State and why the line is where it is is because Michigan State secondary is not getting any credit to be able to slow down Olave and that group of receivers. Uh, you know, I feel like that's where they're going to exploit Michigan State is in the secondary. Uh, yeah, they're going to run the ball a little bit to keep them honest, but I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Olave, a lot of uh, number five for Ohio State. I don't remember his name, but a lot of these guys that have had success in every other game, they're going to find the same success, I think, in this game. You know, especially you know when you look at Michigan State they don't have the pass rushers that we have Panashuk is a good pass rusher I'm not taking anything away from him but he's not an Ojabo he's not a Hutchinson I wouldn't trade either of them for one of the pass rushers for Michigan State Mel Tucker's a good coach though you got to give this guy credit uh I don't know that I would bet that Ohio State's going to cover uh I think that they can keep it competitive it'll be interesting to see I think it all kind of hinges on Kenneth Walker and can he get going in this game Ohio State they showed some cracks on defense early in the season. They seem to have shored those up, but I also don't think they've seen a rusher like Kenneth Walker. So I'm interested to see if Kenneth Walker can get loose a little bit on this Ohio state defense, or is Ohio state going to just sell out and go nine in the box and play man on the edges and say, try and throw it and see if you guys can move the ball. Cause we're not going to let Kenneth Walker beat us. That's, you know, I I'm sure Ohio state watched Michigan, Michigan state and saw what that game was. Kenneth Walker, we can hold him to three touchdowns. We win that game by two scores. So uh, I would be have all eyes if I'm Ohio State. I'm not letting Kenneth Walker beat us. Someone else has to find a way. Uh, so I don't see Michigan State being able to win this game. I don't know necessarily that I see it being a bigger disparity than Michigan-Maryland. I would take that as a poster board material. If I'm Mel Tucker, I, I have, I'm wearing that on a shirt on the bus, what they think they're going to beat us by. And uh, – I, I, you know, I hope it's a game. I hope it's a game because that lets me know that Michigan was on top of and, and, you know, at one point dominating Michigan State. If Michigan State can hang with Ohio State, to me, that says that Michigan's ready to compete with Ohio State. If Ohio State comes and just slacks them, that brings some more concern into me uh, over whether or not we can match up with them. But I'm hoping for a better game than 19 points. I'm hoping it's uh, at least goes into the fourth quarter being somewhat competitive. Well, we know Ohio State will always be ready for Michigan, so uh, something that maybe you can hope for is maybe th these two teams on Saturday just kind of beat the hell out of each other and the, the Buckeyes kind of limp into Ann Arbor next week. But we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, the interesting thing, the I wrote this in the picks column I did earlier uh, on Friday, is that uh, the under for the betting people out there, over-under set at 68.5. That's a lot of points. Uh, the under is hit in all five of Michigan State's last five trips to Columbus and in five of the last six games against the Buckeyes overall. So if you're someone who's looking for a play in that game, and, and if it's under that, like I said, um, you know, if, if that point total gets above 68.5, that's where you're probably going, okay, Ohio State probably won this game running away. Um, you know, If Michigan State can kind of keep them under that um, and do their part, it could be a closer game. But I, do, I would expect that um, Ohio State takes advantage of that matchup uh, with Michigan State's pass defense. And wins fairly comfortably, but again, we've seen Kenneth Walker had some, have some signature moments this year. That could be the difference in the game, uh, as you said. So uh, let's go back to Michigan-Maryland uh, before we close out here. I don't think there's a whole lot more to say about either of those two games. Um, you know, just predictions for Saturday. Let's get a score prediction from you and maybe a performance of the game. Call your shot, Ryan. Uh, I'm going to say that we're going to win this game 
38-10 to 10 is the final score. Um, and I'm going to call the shot that uh, Donovan uh, Edwards, is that his name? I almost said Donovan Warren because he's a teammate of mine. <laughs> is it Edwards? <laughs> Donovan, uh, Edwards, Donovan, yep. Donovan Edwards is going to relieve Hassan Haskins early and end up with three rushing touchdowns. That's what Ooh. I think is going to happen. I think he's going to relieve Hassan Haskins. We don't know what quorum status is going to be for the Ohio State game, and we won't know till the game. But uh, I think that Hassan Haskins will get his one or two touchdowns. We might throw for one or two touchdowns, be up three scores, and it'll be the Edwards show. And honestly, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like he's had so many runs that he's just getting smacked on the shoelaces as he's five yards downfield ready to break it. And uh, uh, hopefully he's healthy. That's his all call based on the fact that he's 100%. We don't know that. But uh, I think that you're going to see him. I'm going to get J.J. to spin it a little bit. And you're going to see some of these reserves get some significant time in this Maryland game. And uh, I want to see Donovan Edwards go off. They could use that. We don't know what's going to happen with Blake Quorum. Uh, he likely, it doesn't seem like he'll play this week. Uh, the TV broadcast last week said he'd be out for at least two weeks. We'll see if Michigan get, can get him back from an ankle sprain uh, against Ohio State. But regardless, uh, you need a guy like Donovan Edwards to, you know, this late in the year, not really a freshman anymore. You've played a lot of football. You've been here since the winter. Um, he only had two carries last week, but it would be nice if they could get him a little more involved. And you know, this isn't a game where you, you shouldn't have to run Hassan Haskins 30 times against Maryland because that means you're probably in a closer game than you need to be. Uh, so it'd be nice to see him get some run this week. Uh, I wrote it in the um, when we did our staff picks. I have Michigan winning 42 to 10. Uh, my bold prediction was that for the second week in a row, we did not see a Jake Moody field goal. I think Michigan will capitalize and convert on all of its red zone opportunities. Um, performance of the game. Why not? Let's go three more passing touchdowns for Cade McNamara. I think we all kind of know the elephant in the room is next week. Um, Ohio State's probably going to key on key in on the run and make uh, Michigan try and beat them through the air. So those guys are going to have to win some one-on-one battles. But the only way you prepare yourself for that is to get reps doing it. And I think that Michigan will be able to like you said earlier, move the ball however they want. So I'll go three passing touchdowns for Cade McNamara. 42-10 Michigan win. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nothing really. Uh, just that we should be in control of this game. Uh, it matters to me how we win this game. And I mean that in the facet of starting strong, getting a first score on possession, not allowing them to get any momentum from their game plan coming in. This should not be any sort of back-and-forth game. Again, I'm not trying to disrespect Maryland in any way, but the way Michigan's been playing and the goals that they've alluded to as a team, we should have a dominant four-quarter performance against Maryland. And that's something that I'm looking towards seeing. We should have no turnovers. We should play a very clean football game and generate turnovers on the other side. There's a lot of statistics that go into it, but I don't want to see a game where it feels like we were only 70% there. You know, this it's important to win this game in a dominant fashion to feel good going into the Ohio State game. So regardless of if we're winning or not, I've kind of got the Nick Saban mentality. We could be up by 20 in the fourth quarter, but if we're playing bad, I'm going to be upset. And uh, that's that's how I feel like you need to be, especially at the end of the year, in order to compete for championships and for a spot, spot in the playoff. I would, I would just echo all of that. Uh, it matters how they look on Saturday. Um, just keep staying hot. Keep yourself in the conversation. Keep, keep your momentum going into probably the biggest football game that anyone has been a part of. And, you know, they take care of business. Ohio State takes care of business. Then Saturday's game will be the first time Michigan has a chance to go to Indianapolis um, against Ohio State. 
on their home field. So you'd have it no other way, especially coming into this year. I mean, the goalposts move when you win as much as they have. Expectations change, but um, it gives you a chance to enjoy the progress that w- that's been made and then see if you can't have your cake and eat it too. Uh, this is a big, big couple-week stretch for Michigan football coming up here. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, again, um, we'll remind you, check out the Wolverine.com. We are now on the On3 network. We're so happy to be there. We're almost a month into the move now, and the, the thousands on thousands of people who have made the switch over with us. Um, it's humbling. We're so thankful for you. But if you're not one of those people yet, I mean, we're going to give you a shot to to sign up for the site for a year for a dollar. Um, and if you do it now, you're going to get Michigan-Ohio State Week coverage. You're going to get nat- early signing day coverage. You're going to get an entire basketball season. You're going to get spring football, fall camp next year, almost an entire football season. It is uh, that's the sales pitch. The dollar is a steal. Um, so please, uh, that is in the uh, the description below. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast after the fact. Uh, from there, if you are listening to the podcast, leave us a five-star review. Give us good feedback. Uh, subscribe, rate, all that stuff. We're wherever you get your shows. Apple, Google, Spotify. We're so happy to have you a part of this in any capacity you are. Um so yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, for Anthony or for Ryan Van Bergen, this is Anthony Broom, uh, Michigan and Maryland, three thirty p.m. Saturday on Big Ten Network. Get through this one and the big ones next week. Appreciate your guys' time, and we'll talk to you again soon.